Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda. Morning, Madeline Palmer filling in for Natasha Belling. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 4th of August. The federal government's new climate change bill is set to pass Parliament today, enshrining a 43% emissions reduction target by 2030 into our law. After weeks of negotiations, it's been confirmed the Greens will back the legislation in both chambers, as well as the Teal Independents. Climate Change Minister Chris Bowen says it's time for change. The climate wars may or may not be over, but they're certainly in retreat under this government. But Greens leader Adam Band says Labor still has a lot of work to do if it's going to make a lasting impact. Even the smallest of steps on the road to tackling the climate emergency could be wiped out by just one of the 114 new coal and gas projects in the government's investment pipeline. The fight begins now to get Labor to stop opening coal and gas mines. Meantime, state and territory leaders will dial in today for a national cabinet meeting with COVID-19, monkeypox and foot and mouth disease top of the agenda. It comes as additional monkeypox vaccines are secured by the federal government with cases growing nationally. More than 40 infections have been recorded across the country so far with our chief medical officer declaring the virus a communicable disease incident of national significance last month. While our youngest Aussies will soon be rolling up their sleeves for Moderna's COVID vaccine, but there's a fresh push for more GP assistance. From September 5, vulnerable children aged six months to five years will become eligible. But our National Australian College of GPs president, Professor Karen Price, says while it's good news, it will add another layer of work for practices. They're going to take a lot longer to vaccinate their uh often uh, um, need a bit more time and explanation and parents will need a bit more time and explanation and reassurance. So we're saying that uh, GPs need uh, longer consults to spend with these people and that Medicare should support that kind of care. To New South Wales now, the Liberal Party is on the hunt for a new deputy leader after Stuart Ayres resigned yesterday amid the John Barillaro job controversy. The Premier announced the member of Penrith would step down from his ministerial portfolios, with the Transport Minister David Elliott the first to be announced as the replacement for the new Western Sydney Minister. While Mr Ayres denies any wrongdoing, he's said to be investigated for his conduct in the recruitment of John Barillaro to a New York trade role. And the Ukrainian president believes Russia has the key to healing the relationship between the two Eastern European nations. Volodymyr Zelensky has addressed students from across the country in a live stream at the Australian National University. He's thanked Australia for its support as the war draws closer to the six-month mark but says the fight is far from over. It's been already 161 days. It's important not to forget none of those days. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To Queensland first, the safety of the state's mining industry will go under the microscope again, with another parliamentary inquiry announced. But as Jessica Heatley reports from our regional newsroom, it's a move the sector is supporting. 
Maddie, the Queensland Resources Council is welcoming this as a chance for the industry to show what it's doing to protect its workers. Our Resources Minister announced the inquiry earlier this week, saying it'll look at how the sector is responding to recommendations from a report into an incident at the Grosvenor Mine in central Queensland. Five workers were injured in an underground explosion back in 2020, which was followed by an inquiry. Minister Scott Stewart says this is a follow-up on progress. You can't come out with 65 recommendations about making miners workplaces safe without ensuring that that's actually happening. So this is what I'm asking. Where are you up with this? What additional support and help do these coal companies need? It said this latest inquiry will improve transparency in the sector. And to Victoria, it's set to go down as one of Channel 10's hit shows of the year. But now the makers of Hunted are being hit with penalties over how the show was made. James Lake in Melbourne says both the state government and Melbourne's train network operator Metro are furious the show was made in key public locations without the correct permits. Melbourne's train network operator Metro says the permit rules are in place to ensure the safety of drivers, station staff and passengers as well as to prevent any activity which may cause trains to be delayed. Metro confirmed as well it never released any of its own CCTV from the network to be included in the production. The state government's transport minister says appropriate action is now being taken to ensure the breach doesn't occur again. Channel 10 has already started the hunt, though, for contestants to take part in another season, also to be taped in Melbourne. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. The big four banks have not raised interest rates yet, despite a 0.5% rise in the cash rate earlier this week. But I hear one bank is actually cutting interest rates. Yeah, the fifth biggest bank, Macquarie, which is chasing market share, has actually cut its fixed rate home loans by 0.75% for new customers. But wait, there's more. Any current Macquarie customer on a variable rate loan who wants to uh, switch to a fixed one will also get this lower rate. The bank has also increased the interest rate on some savings account by 1.1% to 3.1%. Peter, homeowners are currently worried about house prices falling by 20% or more, including myself, but spare a thought for renters with rents going through the roof. Yeah, one property business in Melbourne signed by the Sydney Morning Herald bragged that it had raised its weekly rentals by $100 a week. Meanwhile, the huge national agency, Ray White, shows that advertised rental prices have increased by almost 14%, outpacing the CPI rental price increase of only 1.6%. A lack of listings and spiking interest rates for landlords are pumping up rents with no relief in sight. Mm, certainly. And look, the bounce back for local share prices is expected to continue today with the US stocks up overnight on better than expected economic news. Yep. Last week, we reported that the US was in a technical recession, but economists said it was not a real recession. So the news that the world's biggest economy services sector, which employs nearly 80% of all US workers had expanded at a rate much faster than expected, which cheered by the stock market overnight. This led to a leading central bank president in the US to insist that with this economic data like this, the US economy is not in recession. Peter, thanks so much for your insight. Always appreciate it. Cheers. 
Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, good morning. Plenty more Commonwealth Games action overnight. Talk us through the latest. Yeah, good morning, Maddie. Arnie uh, Titmus has done it again. Ariane Titmus maybe flew under the radar given how dominant Emma McKeon has been throughout this swim meet at the Commonwealth Games, but not this morning. She's taken out the 400-metre freestyle final. The defending champion, the Olympic champion, the world record holder, she gets the treble. Arnie's so good and breaks the game's record. Yeah, unbelievable. We've got Brandon Stark in the men's high jump final. Rowan Browning, what an achievement. The first Aussie male through to the 100-metre sprint final in uh, 12 years. And Peter Bowl in the 800 metres cruised through to the final this morning. The support, you know, I was watching all of the Instagram and how many people are keen for the 800. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, just on a say, it took me 25 years to get people excited about the 800. So um, that's a pretty good goal. The hockey roos are flying as well. All of that audio thanks to our friends at Channel 7. And look, in the AFL, Eddie Betts' new book is causing a stir with the Adelaide Crows. Yes, yeah, certainly is that infamous pre-season camp back at uh, 2018 and some of the revelations to come out of uh, Eddie's book that he felt he was brainwashed. Well, now the club CEO, Tim Silvers, who wasn't in charge at the time, but he has publicly and privately apologised to Eddie Betts. And the AFL Players Association has reopened its investigation into that camp. Daisy Thomas, a former AFL star, says it's clear that the club tried to cover up what happened at the camp. Disgusting misuse of trust and power by the Adelaide Football Club. The fact that this has been swept under the rug and Adelaide were cleared of not doing anything wrong is mind-blowing. Yeah, definitely more to come from that, I reckon. Yeah, certainly we'll keep a close eye on that one. And look to the NRL, we've got a top eight battle tonight. We certainly do. The Broncos against the Roosters at the SCG. The Broncos, an upset loss to the Tigers last weekend. They need this win to stay in touch with the top four and, of course, the Roosters just inside the eight. Our Broncos skipper Adam Reynolds has revealed to us the lessons they learnt from losing to the Chooks back in round five. Look, there's been a, a number of changes, obviously, for their team and our team. Obviously, different trends that we look for. So, although you do like to look back and have a look, there's, um, you know, some new stuff that they're doing as well. Just on those changes, Selwyn Cobbo returns to the Broncos side. He's missed the past couple of weeks with concussion. Matt Lodge starts at prop for the Roosters. Against his old side, they're missing Lindsay Collins and Egan Butcher. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Maddie. And the US sanctions on Russia continue, but this time Vladimir Putin's reported gymnast girlfriend is the latest to be banned from entering the country. Described by Russian tabloids as the secret first lady or Russia's first mistress, the relationship between Alina Kabaeva and the president have never been officially confirmed. But the Wall Street Journal says it's a personal blow to Putin with the decorated gymnast now added to the US visa ban list. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also find the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Madeline Palmer. Thanks for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.